All right, welcome back to the Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast. Um, as always, we're doing something different today. Dog and I were just talking earlier on the phone. Welcome, Dog, by the way. Yo, yo what's up? And we were just talking and we're, you know, we don't necessarily have anything researched for today, but kind of wanted to do something different with an interview style podcast where the two of us both have questions that we haven't shown each other yet, but just want to kind of talk about movies in general. Um, for no other fact that we just love talking about it and we're bored and we don't, we have a movie that's pending right now, but you know, we're still kind of putting the final touches and, and doing stuff. So be on the lookout for that in the future. Um, but today we just kind of wanted to just do kind of like a riff session and just ask each other some questions and just have some fun. Cause we were just sitting around on a Friday afternoon bored. So yeah, if this all, if this whole podcast stems from you and I, like the, the nature of our conversations are just like, we're always just talking about movies and culture and stuff. And this morning I was just kind of asking what you've been watching recently. And uh, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm into some horror movies right now. I was like, no, I was like, I mean, like, what's your favorite genre? You know what I mean? Just simple questions like that. That You know what I mean? We, we get into to depths about comedy, especially because we have a lot of, you know, we relate a lot, you know, between those lines and uh, joke around ourselves. But anyways, I thought it'd just be fun. To do yeah. Some, like, that the, stuff. The, goal, the goal here is to have the most fun with the least amount of research possible. And hopefully we can keep this short for you guys. Realistically, so. we just were itching to do a podcast yeah. and like, just like okay let's do it <laughs> in the house board right whatever that yeah exactly so again one of, uh, i guess i'll go first here doc because again one of my first questions was going to be like well, what's your favorite genre or whatever but I, I actually switched it up and said uh so who would you consider your favorite actress my favorite actress of all of like of all time or like currently or what okay so you're currently your favorite female actor or actress Currently, uh, yes, and then speak to maybe your of all time. But right now, the question is: Who's your favorite female actor currently? Uh, yeah, so this is a little bit embarrassing because I really, but she's my favorite actress, and I don't really know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> but it's uh, Saros Ronan or Saros Ronan. Am I? You know who I'm talking yeah, no, about, I, right? I think that's, that's how it looks. Whatever. We'll go with Okay, that. so I, I instantly fell in love with her when she was in um, a movie called Hannah. I think we've talked about that on previous podcasts. I went to go, because I went to the podcast, or I went to the movie to see her, to see the Chemical Brothers score and Kate Blanchett and Eric Bana was in that. And she ended up stealing the show. Since then, she's had some pretty big ones um, with Brooklyn. Um, the movie Lady Bird. Um, yep. She's also most recently been in Little Women and Mary Queen. I think it was Mary Queen of Scots. She was also in as a young child in the movie Atonement as well. She's kind of like the the mm. girl that gets the guy uh, in trouble for you know doing bad things to the he she gets the wrong guy in trouble. He, she gets James McAvoy in trouble, and she just kind of plays like a really good troubled girl herself. Um, so right now, I think. My one quib with her is that she's kind of at, uh, Oscar hunting right now. Um, she's taking on roles yeah. that kind of are timepieces or are something that's dealing with, you know, for Lady Bird, it is kind of dealing with, you know, youth, troubled youth and, and how they're, you know, looking to form their lives, whether they're going to college, all this stuff. So she's uh, she's definitely let's, Oscar hunting, but I, let's, well, wait, what's if the, wrong with taking good scripts and finding good roles? I do have, like, I do have... So Daniel Day-Lewis, one of my favorite actors, 
my only quip with him is that he wouldn't make a movie unless he thought he had a chance to win the Oscar. And I don't think that that's the only thing you should do. I think you should dabble in, in arrays of things. So comedies, other dramas, um, you know, even like blockbuster, like summer movie hits. Like, I think you, you know, should just Nick show... Cage, your Nick Cage's, your Tom Cruise's, you know. The... Yeah, yeah. You should just show off all your acting chops rather than just go for those like dramatic things. And I don't think Nick Cage and the word Oscar has ever been used in the same sentence, but... Um, so, so I think she's she's my current favorite actress right now. I mean, she's young. She's still hungry because she hasn't gotten that Oscar yet. Much like Leo, I feel like the I feel yeah. who's probably my favorite male actor. Him and him and Daniel Day. But I feel like they dangled that Oscar up. The, the Academy dangled the Oscar in front of Leo for as long as they could, so that he keep keep making twenty movie twenty years of great movies. I hope they're doing the same thing with Sir Rose Ronan again. Apologies if I can't pronounce my favorite actress's name right, but uh, that would be mine. Do, do, do you want to answer that question too? Do you have Do you have an answer? Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I think I think she is really good. You know what she looks like is uh, Sophie Turner from uh, uh, from Game of Thrones. She's yes, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. redhead. Um, why can't I think of her name? She's a. I know uh, who you're talking star. about. Yes. Uh, um. It doesn't matter, but we, we can we can come back to that. Yeah, Sansa, Sansa. It's not Sansa, not Arya, but Sansa. Yeah, it's terrible. That shows how bad. Good Lord, Game of Thrones. Just like they had. That's one of the. Everyone should be rewatching it during quarantine times, and nobody is just because it's so bad. Like it's just so hard to get there. Anyways, uh, but yeah. She wait, Games of Wait, hold on. Games. Of, you think Games of Thrones is bad? Dude, the last two seasons just sucked. Like, the right. la- but the, just the, one of the most honestly, one of the most disappointing shows of all time. Different time, different podcast around that one, but, but I, just, I disagree. Just, I liked it. I liked it a lot. No, I like it's, but it's hard to rewatch knowing that there's so many unclosed like True. story lines and like it felt rushed. Like, Anyways, right, get, dog, get back to your favorite actors. Probably Scarlett Johansson right now. Um, Good one. Awesome. Talk about talk about versatility. Um, she she can do basically anything, um, it, but you know she's great in the the Marvel movies, just as Black Widow. She's a badass, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she, uh, but um, so that's a good example yeah. of someone who has the wide range. She's done the Marvel movies. She's done Lost in Translation. That's exactly what I was just going to mention. She's. As well. Have you ever seen the movie Match Play? No, I haven't. So that was a um, oh, what's his name. Um, God, I can't remember the director's name, but it's it's kind of like a British tennis movie that has to do with like affairs and stuff like that. It's really good. Uh, another one of my favorites of hers was was her. She's I not her. I, yeah, she's not even in the movie, and yet I feel like well, she, physically her face isn't in the movie. Right, her voice is in the movie, and I think it just brings a lot. It just that's some of her talent is like kind of like that smoky, airy, you know, voice, which is. Yeah, both attractive and and. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I thought she she nailed her. I mean, growing up when we all used telephones, like you, you know, you talk to your girlfriend on the phone. I thought, like, it was a relatable movie, anyways. You know, and she she uh, you're right did so much with just her voice, uh, comparable to you know Vin Diesel in uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy with I Am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but I'm, uh, but she, she, I'm joking, uh, but she, she was great in that. Um, that that's but, what that's what pissed me off about that movie the most. Guardians of the Galaxy. 
is that Vin Diesel got twenty million dollars to say three words for two. Yeah, and he got and paid they, twice. Twice. Yep. He, and they modulate his voice and like the later ones, so it's like it's not crazy. Him. Twenty million dollars to say three times, and they ended yep. up just mixing it anyways. It's crazy. Yep. So, do you have a question for me? I got one for you. Yeah. So we. So just to recap. Soros, Soros Ronan, Soros, saying it wrong. Yeah, but, right, so and, and Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, but before we move on, um, I feel like the question I initially, I like the current actress one, but what, what would you say your favorite actress of all time is? I mean, if you, had, you can barely pronounce this actress's name. I, I was more looking for of all time, but I think the current one is more relevant, but... What would you say of all time? At least, you know, maybe one or two names. Um, all right. So Glenn Close and Kate Blanchett are, I'm not, I'm sorry, not Kate Blanchett. Kate, um, oh, uh, the one from Titanic. Oh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. Yeah. Kate Winslet. See, again, favorite of all time. I don't even know her last name. Yeah. This is this off the cuff stuff. So. I love Kate Blanchett actually might be one of my favorite of all time. Yeah, she, she, she's good. She's good, but I think she's another Oscar hunter. But yeah, Kate, oh, Kate she's Blanchett. She's in Hannah as well. She is. She's great in Hannah too. I liked her in Benjamin Button, but yeah, of all time, those are, those are my, probably mine. I just saw um, Fatal Attraction too um, as well with uh, Glenn Close, and I thought that that solidified like one of – that was just a crazy movie. Um, so to add that to everything else that she's done, I, I really thought that she right. might, she'd be in my honorable mention at least. Yep. So, so you got one for me? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So, all right, this one is kind of, so let me finish the, the, the end of the question. Um, cause I have a list of people to choose from here. So, okay. If you could bring back one actor from the dead. Mm-hmm. Who who would you select out of these four people and why? Chris Farley, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Heath Ledger, or Robin Williams? Oh man, those are awesome. Great question. First off, um, immediately it's down to Chris Farley or Heath. Um, and uh, man, that's really tough. Uh, Chris Farley is probably my favorite, one of my favorite comedic actors of all time. I mean. And he he was kind of taken in his prime. Oh, well, not in his prime necessarily, because he was doing stuff like Almost Famous, and you know, with Matthew Perry, which wasn't. I I watched it recently. It's not hilarious, but I thought it was funny. Shaking hands with Benjamin Franklin. I still use that line all the time. Listen, listen. We I still quote it, and I'm pretty sure I you know I I again I watched it recently. I, you know, <laughs> but uh, I, my answer is Heath Ledger because, but I mean, yeah, uh, he is just. He, he's um, a talent like no other. He was versatile. Um, he's, you know, he was kind of an un, uh, like an underdog actor. Like he was in like, like 10 things I hate about you. and was kind of like a dreamy guy, you know, when, when we were younger. Uh, and then really showed his chops and not only broke back mountain, which is an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, he's amazing in it. Um, but also obviously the dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Patriot, uh, I, I just thought he was, you know, full of promise. He's a, he's a Leo caliber caliber actor, um, and I think you know it felt like he, the, it, it felt like he was just hitting his stride just before he died, and right. it, it's just kind of it's, it felt like out of all those guys that I listed, he he maybe left the most on the table, 
you know, like he, he probably had the most to go. Whereas I think Farley with all like, you know, I think his best stuff was behind him. But yeah. that, that being said, I, I wish he was still around today. But would we look at him in the same light as like a David Spade or like an Adam Sandler today? I don't want to say that like dying in like helped his career out, like because that's kind of morbid. But you know what I mean? Like he's seen as like an icon, I think in part because of the way he went out and where when he went out. Whereas Heath was just still building that resume. So, I, so my answer actually, so I, I don't know. What do you think about that? What? That, that like Farley's death helped like with his of course, icon. That's, I feel there, there's a whole, that, that's not limited to just Farley or just movies. Like there's artists like, who knows what, if Jim Morrison would have just died out or I don't think Janis Joplin would have stayed nearly as relevant. You know, mm-hmm. I think she honestly would have probably been written off eventually as just another, uh, you know, uh, just another artist of the sixties. But, um, but I think, dying in a time where not only you're in the limelight uh, and arguably at the peak of your career, you're kind of captured in time forever as that, as that person. And people have yes. expanded on what high hopes they could have had for you. But in reality, as you said, like David Spade and, you know, Rob Schneider or whatever, like people fall off and it's really it takes true commitment and also a unique you know, unique artist to maintain a career for a long period of time, especially being such a physical comic like Chris Farley. It's arguable comedy is not as much physical. There's no as many there's not as many Kramers and Chris Farley's around as there mm-hmm. used to be. You know, it's, it's a right. lot more. Into, I feel like comedy is a little bit more intellectual. Yeah, I, I would argue like Jack Black is a physical actor, but even he's kind of yeah. tuned, turned, tuned it down in the last decade or so. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, I mean, but I mean, it's it's definitely it, it it leaves you saying what if and you know what could they could have done so much. But I think the why my answer is Heath is because you're right. He was in stride, and it was like everything he was doing was just interesting, and he just brought something else to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, so. Your, was so, your answer well, I, I mean, I had, I thought long about, or as long as, you know, today when we were talking about this, about the case for the other two. Um, I think my answer would be Philip Seymour Hoffman. I thought pound for pound, he was probably the most talented of the, of the four yeah. that I just mentioned. I, I think, I think I agree. I think he had, I agree. So, but he had already won an Oscar. He might've even won two. I think for, I can't remember for what movie. I think it was for like, um, that one about Andy Kaufman, Co- or not Andy Kaufman, Andy Warhol. Or Truman Capote. Yeah, oh, that's, that's who it was. Yeah, sorry. Truman Capote, Capote. right. Jeez, uh, this is what happened when we don't have time to research. We're just all over the freaking place. That's but, all right. I got, I got your back. Yeah, you're picking me up. Thank you, homie. You're, you're the better riffer. Uh, and so, I, I mean, I just thought the roles that he was in, I mean, um, the, the master, um, he was in The Big Lebowski briefly. He was in... Uh, Mission Impossible 3 is a bad guy. He just had the widest range. Now, I don't know if he had the brightest future. I think you're right, Heath did. But I just thought that he was the best, the most talented out of those. Yeah, I think he has I think he has the best uh, standing, you know, uh, what do you call it, catalog that he left yeah. behind. Yeah, Com- uh, comedy and along came Polly. 
Oh my god! I think I was just gonna say I think that's my favorite of his roles. Croc- You're the kid from Crocodile Tears. <laughs> like it's just like everybody knows him. He, but the, the basketball scenes, he's hilarious. He's just throwing up bricks when he thinks he's the man. Yeah. But he also he also sharts like that's yeah. We sharted. gotta do, we gotta go, dude. Uh, I just sharted. Yeah. So, but no, I agree that he's probably the most talented of them all, but. Personally, Heath, I think is just. I think yeah. he had the most to, without 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 like projecting. I think he had the most yet yeah. to come for sure. Just want to quickly touch base on Robin Williams too. I think yeah. personally, I think he might be my favorite of the of the four. Like yeah. just seeing him, just seeing any one of his movies is just puts a smile on my face even more so than. Than Chris Farley. Chris Farley, it's just like in your face, like, oh yeah, he's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. Eh, actually, both of them. When I see both of their faces, it's just so uh, so funny, and it's just so sad to think that any four of these guys are gone. I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire might be one of the movies that I've seen the most out of any movie in my entire life, just because it was uh-huh. the only DVD or the only VHS that we had up at the at the yeah. lake, and his just his genius of just when he's riffing during the interview and. You know when he's making the calls like I am Joe, or I uh, don't use I don't work with the males because I used to be one. Like what else does he say? So, that movie is creepy as shit. If you if you look at it, could they release that movie today? Uh, they kind of do with like the Tyler Perry movies. I don't know. No, uh, no, man, that one it's really creepy if you actually look at the plot. Like, it is. Like, it is. But the premise of it is just so silly that I think it would work because. There's no way that you wouldn't recognize your dad in a mask if he's over the so, house, you know? Like, Absolutely. And Robin Williams, and you know, and why this is a great list, too, is he had such breadth as an actor as well. Uh, Goodwill Hunting is arguably... Yeah. That's one of the best performances, I think. He could put that up against any performance ever. And it's one of the greatest performances of all time. Yeah, he's great in that. Yeah. Chief. And he just, you know, he... It's an emotional, relatable role, but you know those those. Uh, Phil always talks about Robin Williams' hands, like those hairy, hairy hands, because <laughs> he takes he takes Matt Damon by the neck, and you see those Matt those uh, Robin Williams hands at their best. But he uh, no, he was he was great and believable in that. Um, and we definitely you know his his him putting suicide same with Heath, uh, you know, uh, which was you know uh, I, I I'm not sure if it was a suicide. It was an overdose. I, but I think it, I think you could te- for all four of these guys you could you could argue that they all committed suicide. You know, yeah. I, I mean, Ledger and Farley overdoses. Robin Williams with like depression killed himself. I don't remember how Philip Seymour Hoffman died, but I think it was another depre- one of those yeah. depression cases. You know, which is just, just that it's it's a it's a damn shame. And anyways, it's a suicide and depression are so yeah. serious that are going on right now. I know. Uh, but re- rest in peace to all those rest in peace yeah, to all those guys. And we wish we could bring you all back, but Tim chose Heath Ledger. I told Phil- Philip Seymour Hoffman. But, so, but you know, it's great. They, they, you know, they. What's what's great about that list is each of them continues to that we can revisit all those movies and still put, give a smile. That's why they're such yeah. amazing artists. All right, we're going to move on to my question here. Okay. Uh, my second question for you here, uh, just to maybe brighten things up a little bit. <laughs> Um, it, man, I had like four 
four or five questions lined up here. I wish I could ask this, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with one. This one. So, what was your most disappointing experience leaving a movie theater? So, I mean, I think we touched on this in another podcast, but little Nick, like little Nick. Oh, okay. Well, you know what we did, Doug. So let me let me let me audible here. Okay. So just in case they didn't hear me, little, little Nicky, the Adam Sandler movie, right in the middle of his prime, maybe the worst movie he's ever done. Yeah, I'm glad you're right. We did touch on that, but that's one that we could honestly do a whole podcast on, just talking about yeah, just funny experiences. But okay, so I think this one's a little bit funny or funner. So if you could have one actor play you in your life's movie, who would it be? That's easy. Who? James Van James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. Yes. Uh, I, I would have said uh, John Krasinski. Uh, all right, I, Jim from The Office. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, both both are pretty. You all washed up in your second half. So James Vanderbeek, mainly because I've always just been like five years behind him physically. Like yeah. when he was in high school, I was in grade school, and like now he's got the gray beard, I got the gray beard. He played football. Like I kind of just like slowly, unintentionally followed his career. I've been told before that I am a poor man's ugly version of James Vanderbeek. So if any, if no. he could play, and you got to get someone who's handsomer to play you. That's because that's how people are going to remember you. So that would be, that would be my choice. And I, I bet you a lot of our listeners are probably shaking their head right now because I can think of a few that that listen, you know, you know, regularly that have told me this before too. Well, there's, I did have a, I, we were putting together the sports podcast Instagram earlier this week and I'm looking for old pictures of us and I found one of you in your football uniform, which is, the West High is blue and white, so it's just like varsity blues. Yeah. I said Phil Vanderbeek. Uh, is, so I guess that's a pretty, that's yeah. a pretty good Well, ball. yeah, my, my, my options were obviously going to be the, the vanilla, the vanilla-y scoop of ice cream, which both of those guys are. You are probably a little bit more interesting. Who did you peg for yourself? Uh, uh, so, I don't know. That's a tough one because what, what stage am I like? You know? Uh, there could, I think Seth Rogen could be a good <laughs> Come on. Give yourself more credit than that. <laughs> uh, I, he, I don't know. Seth Rogen or... Uh, I, I really... I don't have, maybe I don't have the self-awareness. Hugh, oh, Hugh Jackman. Hugh, now there you go, Wolvie. Yeah, I will be beard. No, I, I, I don't know. Okay, yeah. uh, like a hybrid of those two, I could definitely see a hybrid of those two. I don't know because you, you got, you got like the Wolvie chops. You got the, you know, you got the arm muscles, but then it, you got the, you got the uh, personality sometimes of Rogan, like the, the jokes, like the, you know, um, always uh, when you, at least when you were growing up, always a little bit nervous around around girls and stuff. Oh, like, oh yeah, sure, right. Yeah. <laughs> Jovial, we'll put it that way. I, that, that, I, I don't know if I could picture who else I have a picture. I think that's uh, good. I think it's like a hybrid of Hugh Jackman and yeah, and Seth Rogen. Well, I'll I'll certainly take that. Yeah. Um, nice. So, uh, did you have one for me there? Um, yeah. So we talked about this a little bit when we were prepping, but. Um, so I think I already know your answer, but if you had the option, just in general, overall, if you had, which do you prefer going to the movie theater, assuming there's no quarantine or anything like that going on right now, or, or going to the movie theater or staying at home and watching a movie, which I do you so prefer? much, I so much prefer staying at home to watch a movie, honestly, and this is, oh man, this, I hope this isn't, 
uh, shout out to anyone, you know, dad might be in your shot. But I, I really just, going to the movies, it's just kind of like a chore sometimes. I prefer oh to just... Oh my God, dog. You, I would <laughs> die to go to the movies right now. I just like prefer to hang out in the comfort of my home and like have my own snacks and pause it and rewind it. Not have, you know, I don't know, some old guy hacking two rows. <laughs> oh, I think there's an old guy hacking right now. <laughs> just yeah, the whole fun like, I see I, I'm completely opposite it's so much that, that I can smell the smell of popcorn right now just like even though it is it's it's overpriced it's yeah but who cares it's fun I, I can tell you every single movie that I've ever seen in the theater or if I have seen the movie in the theater versus not and then I the viewers can't or the listeners can't see this but our dad's in the background here about 20% of those movies, Dad and I either go get a beer or just talk, you know, sit in the car and talk about it after. Like, you don't do that if you're just watching a movie at home. I feel like that whole experience is is what the movie theater brings to you. And it's, it's the smell of popcorn. It's the overpriced candy. Dad, Dad you, got, you got any insight on in that? Yeah, it's all right, Dad. All right, the question is, would you, uh, Gary Daly here, uh, uh, would you prefer to watch a movie? All right, I got watch that question. Movie. I would much prefer to go to the movie theater. Boom. On a hot August night, there's nothing better to hit that air conditioning, watch you know, some action, have some laughs, go out for a beer afterwards. Dad's been talking about Creed a lot lately. Creed 2, actually. I, I, we just went to that, the two of you guys and I, I mean, last year. That was just so much fun. Yeah. It, it's uh, a, well, it's, guys, and that's not to knock that experience. I all, Of course, I enjoy those experiences with you, but... Also, I just like, I just, the hassle of going out and paying for it all, I'm just like, I don't know, I just like, I, I prefer to just have my homies at home. I love it. If I had to do it every single night, then I, I, I would definitely want both mediums, like to be able to do both. So if I had to choose, like, eh, I'd still do the theater. I'd still choose the theater, I think, because I wouldn't be going to the movies every single night. Like, I, that would just be my option to go, so... Yeah, don't adjust to your dials. That was another... You can see where the jerks get their voice. It just sounded like me talking yeah. on the other line. Yeah, no, I feel like we should identify. But that was uh, Terry Sr., so great, good cameo there. Um, all right, so uh, amongst that question, um, two follow-up, real two follow-up questions. Popcorn or candy at the movie theater, When you, if and when you do go? Yep, candy. Candy, all right. Yeah, I think I'm I'm a yeah I'm a candy guy. Though I usually get both. We always grew up with mom sneaking in popcorn anyway. So like we'd also remember that we go to the Bedford Movie Theater in the mall, and the CVS was right next door. Yeah, the can't mark down like a quarter of the price. Yeah, like it basically had a bin in the CVS saying "Bring this candy into the movie theater" because yeah. it's ten times exactly. more in there. Like I. I I tried to bring spaghetti and meatballs in once they apparently they frown on that, but <laughs> but uh, but their spaghetti nice. policy, you know. But but candy policy, yeah. I'm all. I mean, popcorn. Yeah, it's it's, it's all fine and good salty, but I, I, I'm a sweet guy. Okay, and amongst the, and along those same lines, what's your policy on ordering a hot dog at the movie theater? Good. I'm all. Uh, yeah, go for it. A broil, a steamed dog, or whatever. Sure. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. Hot dogs are good in any, any weather, any, even when you're inside. The, the movie theaters, I will give you this. The movie theaters are getting more comfortable, and like 
you know, a lot of the ones we're going to are like, you can recline your seats and there's plenty of space. Yeah. So, you know, the experience, I'm, I'm liking it more and more. Um, but that being said, you know, you can just get whatever the hell you want on the, the TV most of the time. Uh, but there's movies you guys see in the theaters. Okay. Right? Okay. I think, I think you're coming over to our side here. So would you ever go see like Avatar or the Avengers or James Bond? Like, those are the movies that are fit for the big screen. Like you got. I would honestly go see Avatar in 3D again. Like that was in the theater. Yeah, that was fun, man. Everybody was like a culture, like a whole the whole country, you know, went out multiple times and saw, it. and that was a fun experience. Yeah, uh, but, but I can't say there's been like many movies where I've like that drawn me to the theaters. Um, in the past few years, I mean, I've seen most of the the Marvel movies in the theaters and stuff. But, uh, you know, me and my buddies in Nashville went a lot, but, uh, you know, for me, uh, just, I'm just as fine with the comfort of home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, it sounded like if I had another 10 minutes to talk about this, I could get you on my side, but, uh, we'll, we'll save that for, for some family reunion in the ring by the campfire. So, so we, we wanted to keep it to real short, but yeah. so I started out, I started out real quick. Uh, started out with the initial question, and I want you to just answer. Last one, your favorite genre of movie? My favorite genre of movies, has to, I, this sounds boring, but it's drama. Generally speaking, yeah, drama. Generally speaking, you go up and down the Oscar bill or the Golden Globes bill line for best dr- dramatic movies. And if you pair those with whatever the, com- the best comedy or the best you know, scary movie or whatever, horror movie that year, I'm going to go, I'm going to go drama. Um, there's just mainly rated R dramas. I just feel like there's no. The grit. There's new, there's new grit in movies. That yeah. It's yeah. Like, I feel like uh, when I'm watching a P there, now there's exceptions with, you know, Forrest Gump and there, but with PG 13 movies, I feel like I'm sitting there telling myself, well, you know, they could have done this scene a lot better if they had, you know, the studio's, green light to to do this so rated r dramas generally are my are my favorite how about you yeah i mean those are probably my favorite movies but across the board i just love comedy um that's my most rewatchable so that's why i'm gonna say it's my favorite cool like i i can rewatch some serious movies i often rewatch most movies uh but i I rewatch serious movies but the the fact that you can just put a comedic movie on like amongst a bunch of friends and just not even watch half of it—that's uh, kind of what that's what I'm all about. So I gotta go comedy. But all right. anyways, uh, I think we're probably close to the half an hour. Yeah, we're at half an hour. We wanted to keep it right around there. So, dog, this is just a cool way to burn another you know half hour in quarantine, and it's a Friday, so you know it's. It's been fun, man. This has been cool. Absolutely. We should, we should do... No, oh, I'll, I'll, actually, sorry, go ahead. No, I just I wanted to recognize uh, since we have... Um, since we've last done a podcast, we've had another dog added into the mix. Oh, man. Phil, uh, Phil recently became a puppy dad, and uh, Phil and Crystal got a new new little puppy called Novi. Uh a little what? A little shit poodle? A little shit poodle. <laughs> He's a mixture of a shit a shih tzu and a poodle, so we call him a poo shit. No, shit she poo. That's what really what it is. But he's he's unreal. He's probably I, this podcast gone thirty minutes, so he's probably shitting or peeing on the rug somewhere as we speak. So I 
That's that's another reason why we got to keep this thing. So I got to go let him out. But he's, he's got a good he's got a good older what do you call it, brother cousin and Mookie to that's already about a year and a half ahead of him as his role model. So we're hoping to have them meet up soon. Go let that shit move, shit move. <laughs> All right, I will, man. Take it easy. It's fun. Peace. Set me up to zone